0: clear about this. In a sense, I still wish I was in Scottsdale getting ready for semifinal Pac-12 tournament baseball tonight. So you understand yeah. now when you yeah. say pleasantly, I appreciate you saying it that way. On the other hand, <laughs> it's good to be home. Yes. And I think it's good for the guys, more important, yeah. to be home. Rest. They've got, I was talking to uh, Mitch and and different ball players last night as we Took the, I give great credit, by the way, the very fact that I'm sitting here with you to wrap up this year's editions of the Joe Beaver Show. Today's it.
1: Well, there's a chance we go next week, oh. but they will be best ofs. Okay. We
0: kind of want to maybe finish out the year. Good. I'm glad that we've had our executive uh, <laughs> committee meeting. <laughs> Unless you want to come in, but you'll <laughs> be leaving anyway. I'm not sure when. You know, We'll find that out Monday. I imagine it would be fairly soon. We'll find out Monday, yeah. you know, on Memorial Day, and then probably leave, depending on how far the trip is or whatever right. the case, right. maybe by Wednesday. Certainly, if we play Friday, certainly by Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Some regionals sometimes go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I think. So or yeah. that's super regionals, perhaps. I, I. We've been down this road a few times. There are many things I don't recall about how it all works once we get there every <laughs> year. But the beavers are, you know. Joe Freeman tried to hold out a little bit in his Oregon Live story that, you know, if the committee wants to have any more geographical balance, there's still only one other school other than Stanford that makes any sense in the West, and that's Oregon State. But I don't, I don't hold out much of any hope on that I, one. I, I agree
1: with that, and and I I would say that I'm I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Oregon State got picked to be a host but I can't make a case for it. Right. That's how I I look at it.
0: That's a good way to put it, John. I would be hard pressed to make a strong case for it. given the RPI and the the finish. I give, but in a sense, I'm just trying to say, okay, okay, let's move on then. Let's regroup. Let's rest. Let's heal up. Let's get arms lined up and and ready for what postseason baseball presents. And I understand too, you know the critics abound in all things, and and the Beaver pitching is you know susceptible to some of that now. Given how not only the the two games went in the Pac-12 tournament, but as I wrapped up yesterday's broadcast and even just watching the games, the last five conference games, yes, in the state of Arizona, it has felt like a continuous loop. <laughs> well, all of them except for maybe three so far in the tournament. Were combined over 20 runs. So you know, I my final segment yesterday. I think the totals on the game, the Arizona 61 runs, 76 hits, and you know, three errors, <laughs> because that's the Beavers gave up 61 runs in their five conference games in that state here in the last month. They have the lowest opponent batting average in the Pac-12 conference and the second lowest team ERA. So I'm sitting here today How does that trying happen? to submit to you that they're not that bad. No. That that they're pretty good, actually. Well, they came home from, from Arizona State and had a great series <laughs> yeah. against Arizona and others. And, and so I, I'm not, you know, everybody's in the same air. Everybody's in the Beaver offense was good down there. So don't, you know whether it's a a pitching style, whether it's a lack of execution, location, 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 Demosthenes and pitching coaches agree on that. Then I I don't know. And I'm too tired. I give all the credit in the world to director of operations, Ryan Gorton, when we lost yesterday. And I give the Beavers credit for making it interesting. Even there. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Bring the tying run to the plate. Yeah. After being down 14 to five. Good for them. Absolutely. Closed close five runs.
1: It's You know, if you just looked at it and it said left, the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, yeah. you'd think, wow, what, what, what come on. But just to get to that point was pretty
0: amazing. I give them credit for that. Yeah. So they fought to the end. But as soon as the end hit, Ryan Gorton, I looked down on the field, Gordo, the team director of operations, Ron Northcutt, Jake Rodriguez, the great ops directors through the years have handled a difficult task to try to move you know, 30 to 40 people in a moment's notice in some cases, and he was on the phone, and he found us two flights that essentially got into PDX at about the same time, so we had to wait a few minutes for the second flight to come in. One layover was in Vegas, another was in Oakland, but we all kind of met up together at PDX, and I was able to get into the racket about 3.30 in the morning this morning, but that's good. Great work on Gordo's part to scramble around And find flights to get us home. So the guys, I could tell, even on the bus on the way down from uh, PDX down the road late last night, there was high energy on the bus at the outset. Everybody up and excited and glad to be getting home, I could tell. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be some rejuvenation here. I really do. On all levels. But... By the time, the hours, you know, now we're at one thirty now, too. And the silence on the bus was also noted. <laughs> Everybody kind of waking up as we rolled into town yeah. very late. But it's a good day for the guys to get back. And as I said, they'll find out now, Monday, we'll all find out where the Beavers are going. I hold. I have no hope along the lines of what no. Joe Freeman said. Hey, well, if they want Geograph, there's only one other western side. And Aaron Fitt has kind of said the same thing. I don't expect that. I'd love it if we get tremendously surprised, mm-hmm. but I don't expect that. It's weird because yeah. in our business
1: of talk sports radio, sports talk radio, you you can't you can never let go of something until it becomes official. Just like we'll hold out on rumors, we don't do rumors on this show. We'll only wait until we have rumors behind the scenes absolutely. <laughs> but but we will hold out on reporting anything until it becomes official. We can't let go of anything until it becomes right. official. Right. So It's hard to balance that because we all know it's not going to happen. So just get your mindset ready to go. But I'll still check in Sunday evening to find out what what the sites are. And I wouldn't be shocked based on the fact that it is the only other Western place that makes
0: sense. So today, when you say sports talk, radio, the shows and the things that we do, I'm grateful to be with you, John, and grateful to be with the Beaver Nation, one more day this year. So in that sense, I'm glad to be back because otherwise the Joe Beaver Show, I, in terms of my own participation, would have just sort of faded, faded into oblivion. Boy, <laughs> the world fades away like an overheard remark. That's how it would have felt like to me, without a chance to say goodbye today for the year. And this is, I was just figuring it out, driving out here this morning in a little bit of a stupor. Now, mm. I drove carefully, but tired. <laughs> This wraps up year 20 for us on the Joe Beaver Show. 21 together, going back to old Sports Drive. Sports Drive and then Joe Beaver. The summer of 2002. This wraps up the 20th year of the Joe Beaver Show. And as I thought about that too, John, I thought, You know, every no matter what your approach is, no matter how you go about things, there might be a few people here and there that it resonates with that people like, and many detractors. Hey, well, you guys don't do this, you don't do that. (laughs) I get it. I know, I know there's nothing that suits everyone's taste, and I totally, completely understand it. But I've been grateful, and I'm glad to get to see you across the board here one last time for wrapping up 20 years where. Where you know, for good or bad, we've been the Joe Beaver Show, and I was just thinking about coming out here today, thinking about the all the coaches and student athletes. Mm-hmm. We are Beaver centric as we should be, and Pac-12 centric, and we we don't talk a whole lot. As I was listening to six twenty Rip City Radio on the way out here, because Rome is today the Smack Off for Rome or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think so. that's my least favorite day of his show of the yeah. year. I know he says he's built he built his empire on Smack, and he's Jim Rome because of it, and I. I again respect his approach to what he does, and I like him a lot. I like Romy. The smackoff is my least favorite day of the <laughs> year, whereas for many, it may be their favorite. So again, there's no accounting for taste. So I didn't. I heard two minutes of it and was gone. Now nah, it ain't for me. Yeah. So I go to six twenty, and they're talking about DeAndre Hopkins and the contract, and you know what, what kind of run he had in Arizona. The only thing that perked my interest up was. Brandon Cooks, he said, "Well, you know, for all of it, Brandon Cooks had more receptions in his three years with the Texans than DeAndre did with Arizona. So, I'm, okay, it was nice to hear a little bit of our our guy briefly. Yeah. But the point is, on this May the whatever twenty fifth today, 26th. 26th today, the NFL on Rip City Radio. Oh, I'm wearing my Cardinal shirt Cardinals today. Cardinal shirt, <laughs> I got you.
1: I looked at that and I thought, why is he gone? He was just, he was great. <laughs> I don't
0: pay attention to Cardinals no, I know." Football. I know. Well, you'll get over the loss, I hope, somehow, yeah. some way. But I've been grateful that we've been able over 20 years to to work together all this time and to be able to to bring some local flavor with the Beavers and all their sports and occasionally venture out into some of the high school things and certainly our coverage of the Corvallis Knights and so on, John. So, again, it's not, you know, nothing's for everyone, but I'm grateful to be with you here today one more time to wrap up year 20 and hope, God willing, that we're able to... Uh, Get through the summer and be back sometime in August, uh, late August, and get ready for year 21. So in today's final show... Did you get me an anniversary present? (laughs) Uh, Yes, wink, (laughs) wink. I'll have one before the day is over. Good, because I didn't get you Yeah, Okay, good. Uh, Josh Warden, good friend to the show and to us through the years. We'll check in with Josh here in a few minutes at 1130. And Big Jim Wilson, appropriately enough... Because he can speak on everything. He can speak on light air, the thin, warm desert air. He played a full season with the Phoenix Firebirds. He knows of that phenomenon. I'll be interested in hearing what Jim has to say about the Beaver baseball season at large. Yeah. The at large berth that's coming their way, where he kind of thinks they are from his very insightful perspective. He'll join us at twelve fifteen and then we'll take calls and texts along the way and call it a year for the Joe Beaver Show, at least in this regular format.
1: Uh, the only thing, and we'll get to yeah. Paul here, but I, the only thing, I, I I had a couple of conversations in the last couple of days. I marvel at five, six games over 20 combined runs with everybody. Yeah. And a couple of people I, I kind of threw that out at. Game of the old, uh, you know how you and I have this running joke about, well, yeah. well, of well, course. like... Everyone should know where are you? Well, yeah, on this whole thin air thing. Okay, maybe that's true, but but inform me. Let me know. Does it really make that big a difference that every
0: team, both teams, would just well, be shucking up thirty runs? Yes, it does. But it's not just because the ball's flying out of the ballpark. The the ballparks are built to. A, we'll go to Paul, and he'll have some thoughts on this, I'm sure too. We'll get Paul in. Anybody else along the way? Four nine seven. 5356, the downward dog phone line, University Honda text line. As I pointed out several times during the course of the two, the two days and the five days and sixty one runs and seventy hits, uh, seventy-six hits days. Yeah. Because of the the alleys, it's four hundred plus feet to the alleys. Goss Stadium of Coleman Field is three sixty five. Right. So one would argue, well, why why don't you hit more home runs in Corvallis? It's a lot shorter. Well the it's different kind of air. It's different, it, so it does make a huge well, especially difference, especially the first part of the home season yeah. when it's forty degrees and raining and, and, and raining. But the the difference, so though, so often is so many hits pile up because you have to be able to get to those alleys on deep drives, and the ball travels out there often. So you're deep as heck too, uh-huh. and so then a guy just hits a little fly ball and it falls in, or. And the ground is hard and quick. Ground balls that would be outs in many other ballparks get through. Uh-huh. their base hits. A so base hit. You hear the pitch on the way. Line drive base into the gap. Into right, rounding first, on his way to second, pulls up for another double. I mean, I'm just—I got tired of hearing myself say it. Stand except up when the Beavers were doing it. Yeah, but so uh, going forward, what I'm saying is, I guess, is I still think Beaver pitching. While it's not, it's not right now. They've got a bunch of young arms that I'm excited as can be about for the future, the Mm -hmm. freshman arms that did grow and develop and still have some big days ahead of them this year, I believe. Yeah. There's a promising future. Even in saying that this isn't the time and era of, of arms like Isard and Chamberlain and Heimlich and Abel and uh, rolling out on weekends when you had Matt Boyd and Ben Wetzler and Jace Fry, Mm. (laughs) Mm uh, Andrew Moore and, uh, you, and back in the old 6 season with the Dallas Buck and Jonah Nickerson and Anton Maxwell Mike Stutes Daniel Ben Turpin coming out for his uh, spot starts mm-hmm. uh, Jorge Reyes Anton Maxwell the Beavers have have had an amazing run of quality arms and oftentimes been able to stockpile those so that their rotation was as good as any in the country right we're not that isn't the definition of the 2023 Beavers. Maybe in two years. But they could build themselves back up again. Absolutely. But they're good enough to win wherever they're sent in a regional. They're good enough to get to Omaha. Offensively, this is one of the more compelling clubs I've seen up and down the lineup. So they are going to have, probably have to outscore people, the formula of pitching and defense, which has served the program so well for so long. Defense is still good. Pitching is better than what they've shown in Arizona. The numbers don't lie. I gave you the five games, Johnny, in mm-hmm. Arizona. If you ex- extracted those out, again, the Beavers are the second lowest team ERA in our league and the lowest opposing batting average over the body and balance of work. So for those of you who you know are, are less sanguine or distraught about what happened in Arizona, what are your thoughts about that? Can it be ascribed? I know that wherever you go now, it's warm. The air is thinner, and you're going to have to pitch better. I'm not yeah. saying ah, not, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. No, it wasn't. They need to pitch better. Period. Yeah, I think they will. I think getting rested. Even the sense of pressure of that they've had, I think, for weeks. Well, you gotta keep winning if you wanna host. You gotta keep winning if you wanna host. You gotta keep winning if you gotta oh you lost on Friday. Boy, you better come back and win those next two games or you may not be able to host. Mm-hmm. That's gone. You know what I mean? Right. All that I feel pressure's like gone. I feel like they're gonna get a new lease on life going um, forward. Yeah. I'd much rather be home and play tonight to have a chance to be at home next weekend. Yeah. But if you were at home, I mean, if you did get through the Pac-12 tournament, as I was saying yesterday, you'd be throwing all these arms out again today in another wild game, most likely, if you were in well, it, and, and then, then again tomorrow, and then, you know, where are you come next weekend? With Oregon winning, what if you use some of your top yeah, arms,
1: and then they won anyway? Right. Now, maybe butterfly effect, they don't win if the Beavers True. won. True. I don't know. True. That's all kind of esoteric. It is. It is. But it's something to think about.
0: Let's go to Paul before we break. Paul, thank you for the call on this final Joe Beaver show in this format for 2022-23. You've been a great friend to the show and caller. Good to hear from you on this last day today. Paul, how are you?
2: Well, I'm fine, but uh, I'm not very happy. I just don't think that the pitching staff was handled very good. I, You know, Sellers is your starter, and I know he tailed off at the end, but why in the world would you pitch him on Saturday, last Saturday, instead of saving for the first game? It just seems, and I'm not the only one that thinks this, okay, that uh, the pitching staff, was, the starters, were totally mishandled. I mean, you never got to see Kamax. I mean, uh, what's going on? Why? It. It's just, to me, it's crazy.
0: Hmm. Good to hear from you, Paul. Uh, yeah. No, Paul, I, I understand. I understand. Listen,
2: that's
0: not it. I understand, Paul. I understand what you're saying. Now, Kamatz, as Joe Freeman finally pointed out, I've not been free to talk about it. But Freeman wrote it. He's had an undisclosed ailment. Period, and that was written. So that was given to him by Mitch, and that he needs a little bit more time. I've known about this since he left. I can't talk about it. I've been so. So he wasn't available. So it's not like, ah, we, we're going to rest the big fella. He was not available this past weekend. So with the Thursday through Saturday, and Sellers had not been particularly effective in his previous start either, and I th- a lot of things at play, Trent's going to be a guy uh, greatly relied upon to be a Friday night type guy again going forward in this regional, but... You know, uh, we'll see what the Beavers end up doing in game one in the regional. They may want to, again, not start. They may start Sellers. They probably will. And then Benny Ferrer, I expect to stay in the rotation. What Jacob Kamatz's availability availability is right now, I'm not sure.
2: Well, anyway, the other thing is I think all the ADs from Washington, Washington State, Oregon, and Oregon State need to get together and say. No more. We cannot, you, you cannot give Arizona and Arizona State a home field advantage right. by having this tournament in Arizona. Yeah. It has to come north. The weather's good everywhere, so they can put it anywhere they want. Northern, you know, Reno, Nevada, Sacramento, anywhere but Arizona. I just think it's a huge, huge disadvantage to the northern schools. And I thought I'd never say this, Mike, but kudos to Oregon for knocking Arizona state out of the semifinals yesterday.
0: Well, I, you know, I'm not, um, I don't and nothing about kudos down there as far as I'm concerned, but, but your major point about the, the tournament, perhaps finding a different location or moving a, around a little bit, Hank and I talked a lot about all of that. And, I concur that it is too much of a home field advantage for the Arizona schools. I just felt like they were playing home games this weekend, didn't that? It felt that way to you, Paul.
2: Yes, exactly. And I just think, and that huge field that they go to—I mean, it's not even commensurate with any of the college stadiums. I mean, why do they go to a field that's so huge? Right disproportionate to the college stadiums.
0: That's a great point. Dwight James was texting me and saying, and Dwight's a huge fan of the Beavers and college baseball. And he says, this is unbelievable. He said, this is not a true test of the game in his opinion. Now you say, well, okay, maybe, maybe not, but everybody's, everybody's got the same conditions and they're all in there together. And that's not necessarily true because Arizona and Arizona state play half their games in ballparks like that. They're built for it yeah. And they're as built for it.
1: Carlson texted
0: it. Yeah, their roster they built they so they have an advantage in those ballparks. Period.
2: That's an eight seed gets to go to the semifinals.
0: Well, it, it and Arizona was good all year offensively, just in terms of their stats, as I pointed out during the thirteen to twelve game. You know, I knew we were in trouble when scoring four in the top of the first and Benny Ferrer. Oh, my gosh, life is good. I'm glad to be here. Pac 12 tournament in Scottsdale. Great to have you. The pitch to Chase Davis hit under the. It's gone up into the Charlotte Lodge. It's now four to two, and I knew it wasn't going to go well all weekend. You said, you said when
1: it was four nothing.
0: Hold on, everybody. Right? Because it became four to two on just Davis getting a pitch and blasting it. It was not a great pitch. This isn't all on. The ballpark, the thin air, the warm air, no. Beavers need to make better pitches and pitch better. That's true, too. But there's something about what they're dealing with down there that I don't think wherever else they go, I mean, I know that it can be humid and muggy and miserable in Omaha, in a sense, too. But TD Ameritrade is a fairer test of what baseball is all about than those ballparks are down there, to me. And, I agree 100%. Yeah. Paul, we, good to talk to you, sir. Thanks for all the contributions this year. Let's uh, get Dave in before Josh Warden joins us. Big Jim Wilson at 1215. Dave, good morning.
2: Good morning. Man, uh, I, I'm i with you 100%, Mike. They, I think it's a huge advantage for the Arizona schools. Um, and, I, and I also think that we didn't pitch well there. Mm-hmm. We probably haven't pitched well in the last four games before. I mean, we gave up 14 to Portland, right? Yep. Portland State. So, yep. so that, you know, you're in, in Eastern Carolina came out, put seven, five and four, you know, four of them were in one inning and one game to tie it mm-hmm. on you know, the third game. So, so we've, we've had our moments where pitching just hasn't locked down. True. Um, but, but we also know what they're capable of. So I hope that's what we get postseason. Um, and, and I think we will, I think, I think getting that rest, uh, not having to play those two extra games mm-hmm. is probably going to be huge. I think it was a factor last year. And uh, I mean, just running into New Mexico state, right. Yeah, that right. Really pushed us. And then, and then Auburn that got us, I think, I think it just burned arms out. Um, and you your five, six pitchers out there in a nine mm-hmm. inning game
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, this, this last week. It was unbelievable, but I had a question on, on the format. Is it, possible to tell the top two teams hey you're probably not going to benefit anything from this tournament you can opt out if you want and not come and play and put the other teams in because there isn't any benefit to it right you've already won the pack season title it's probably not going to change anything with your seating it may it may have gotten the beavers a home right field to be there but they could have said yeah we want a chance to play for you know the, the potential to host so we're going to go but but other than all it really does is is leave the door open for a team that,
3: that, well,
2: from Arizona who plays really well in those parks under those conditions yep. to uh, get into the NCAA tournament that really didn't deserve it after an entire year of playing. And, and, and this is at the detriment of the better teams, the teams that, that, that beat them all season long and, and beat the competition all season yeah. long, like the Beavers and Stanford who lost, you know, two, one game down there. Yep. So, yep. It, is that even an an option? Or I don't think so, Dave. Out of the question? Yeah, I, no. I, never
0: I it. don't think it's a matter of opting out or whatever else. I, you know, I I think the format is what it is, and from that standpoint, a tournament does give. You know, I we loved the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament a couple of years ago, did we not? <laughs> when the Beavers rose yeah, up and won yeah. three and got the automatic berth, and went to the Elite Eight. I mean, I still think the idea of a tournament is okay. But I agree with your your main point, and Dwight said the same in a text. We texted a lot this weekend, back and forth. He said, "This hurts the good teams. This whole format and having to spend arms. You guys have worked hard all year to be in the position you're in, and now you're you're out there, you know, just kind of just exhausting yourselves in 100 degree heat day after day, and it's just somehow, some way." They tweaked it. It's better. I think this pool format's better. What did you think of it as a fan, Dave? I mean, is it better than last year in the double elimination format? They at least tried to tweak and do something with it.
2: Oh, it's it's completely better. Yeah. I just think at this point they have to change the venue. It's, it, it it was a combination of those three things. You said you know, the warm air, the, the schools that, that we got mm-hmm. pooled with that, right. that are from there. Right. And, then, and then the ballpark doesn't play like a college ballpark. No. No. At, at, at all, it's it's not a it's not a configuration you are used to playing. How many how many triples did we see in just the games we, <laughs> I know I, exactly three, four or five triples? Yeah,
0: yeah. Back and I said back to back triples for. A minute, and I said, well, I don't think I've said that all yeah. year anywhere, except and only there. You probably haven't said that in
4: in five years. <laughs> yeah, that's like,
0: probably true. It doesn't happen. I know, Dave. We got to go. We got Josh Warden on deck. Thanks for making your points and good talking Thanks. to you all year long. Hope to hear from you in the fall. Josh comes back and I'm looking forward to talking to Josh John you're here and Jim Wilson joins us there is the triangle apart from yours truly but in John and Josh and Jimmy uh they've they called beaver baseball together this year and so we'll get a sense of you know Josh has moved on and he's in the heart of a double-A baseball season in the Texas League with the Frisco Rough riders is that what it is I believe so go Frisco And he will join us next with Big Jim Wilson at 1215, your texts and calls in between and after the conversation with Jimmy as we come down the stretch of the final Joe Beaver show, the 20th year of it, today on 1240 Joe Radio.
5: Summer with all of its events and parties is on the way. Call Forks & Corks today and make your reservation. Large or small, Forks & Corks Catering will make your event spectacular. From sit-down dinners to buffets or delicious bites, they'll work with you to choose a menu based on taste and budget. Forks & Corks will ensure an enjoyable experience for you and your guests. A spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks & Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011.
1: We set them up, you
5: knock them down. Highland Bowl.
6: Tired of staying home? Are you ready to
7: get out and enjoy an activity that is safe and fun? Join a summer league at Highland Bowl. Check out their league schedule at highlandbowl.com and find a day and time that's just right for you and your friends. Don't be left in the gutter. Join a summer league at Highland Bowl today. Highland Bowl, North 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them
5: up,
8: you knock them down. Stargazer premier florist in Corvallis knows that a meaningful gift can brighten someone's day and have them feel appreciated Whatever the occasion is, choose from Stargazer Premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements, bountiful bouquets, gift baskets, and houseplants, always delivered fresh with a focus on keeping families and friends connected. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's Premier selection online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest Circle Boulevard in Corvallis. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. They thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and look forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Browse through their large showroom with a beautiful selection of carpet, countertops, sheet vinyl, linoleum, tile, hard surface floors, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to corvallisfloorcovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Oh, Beaves.
4: Leading off this inning for your tax and management team is David Mendenhall.
6: Betting second, Bill Heck. And betting third, Robert Berry. It's always important to have a talented lineup. The same is true if you need some advice on personal or business tax planning or just some help with financial strategy. With over 40 years in business, Tax and Wealth Management has the experience you need to hit that home run. Call or stop by Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and start your journey on the road to success.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances, and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance, visit kellenbergers.com, or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance.
6: Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-2501 Tractor is part of a tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. And it's on display now at Lynn Benton Tractor in Tangent. The L-2501 Tractor features a Kubota diesel engine and is easy to operate. See Lynn Benton Tractor today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer.
4: What happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the Mid-Willamette Valley? Do you gloat about it? Or do you just simply say the complete redesigned CRV, HRV, Civic, Pilot, And Accords are now at Power Honda in Albany off of Saniam Highway for you to take a test drive. I think you do both. And for more information, go to MyPowerHonda.com. That's MyPowerHonda.com.
0: We head down the stretch today of the Joe Beaver Show, Mike Parker with John Warren. This is the final show of the year, wrapping up 20 years. And along the way, we've uh, been blessed to work with uh, some of the young people coming through. Rising up and launching their own careers, TJ Matthewson has done a tremendous job uh, for the last couple of years behind the scenes, oftentimes in front of the scenes, on the air, hosting, researching. And one of the young men it's been a pleasure to get to know through his life, talked to him a long time ago, back when he was showing an interest in this whole thing, many years ago, came through Corvallis High School, class of 2013, Oregon State, class of 2017, stop along the way and outstanding work. We still hear his voice on promos and other things. For me, it begins even earlier. I didn't know this. However, Josh
1: played on my son, Matthew's little league baseball team. And I, I don't remember the team.
0: I think they were (laughs) maybe seven years old. Okay. He'll, he'll tell us, well, here's Josh warden himself. Now carving out uh, another uh, path, uh, continuing on his path at Double-A in the Texas League with the Frisco Rough Riders, and we catch Josh, I believe, either on his way or on his first official road trip as a Double-A broadcaster in the Rangers' system, the Frisco Rough Riders. Josh Warden joining us. Are you in Arkansas right now, Joshie?
9: I sure am, in the natural state. First trip out here. Thanks for having me, guys. Congratulations on wrapping up 20 years. That's impressive and glad to be part of the final show, so thank you very much for for having me. But yeah, just showed up a couple days ago or three games in. They do a six-game series here. So you go on the road and just kind of hang out for a while for for six games we're here in North Little Rock currently. What do
0: you what do you make of there's many things I want to talk to you about since you were there at the start of the year for Beaver Baseball. We've come through the whole of the regular season of the Pac-12 tournament. Now the NCAA tournament is next. I want to get your thoughts about the bees, what you saw early, and whether you've continued to follow a little bit from afar. What do you make of minor league baseball, Josh, and the, I guess, qualitative differences, quantitative maybe even, just what's the world been like down there?
9: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I got kind of used to it, as you know, with the West Coast League that you've been a part of a long time. And you get to play six games a week. It's different than college baseball. Um, in the West Coast League, you, you play every day except for Monday. And it's you know it's similar in minor league baseball in that you get Mondays off. Um but it's definitely more of a grind, and uh, it's more uh, intense. And the guys are are professionals in multiple senses of the word. Um, and, and the work is a lot more. I mean, in the West Coast League, I could, uh, you know, roll up to the ballpark mm-hmm. at three o'clock and do a little prep and just go on the air. And here, it's, you know, you go on the air for a game at seven o'clock. You're there till eleven, and you're back at the ballpark at nine or ten a.m. the next day doing a lot of prep and marketing work and interviews and writing and everything. So. Um, it, it's a lot, but it's fun. I mean, it's baseball. It's professional baseball. There's a lot of future major leaguers in this team. The team we're working for is, is labeled the, the number one team in all of minor league baseball at any level in terms of best prospects and most talent. And so um, it, it's certainly exciting.
1: Josh, did you have to make adjustments? Because you had never done it before. Like you said, you did West Coast League, um, which was a lot of games every day, but not minor league. And, and I know you, you had told us when you first went there your responsibilities would be more than just play-by-play. So were the first couple of weeks once baseball started a real learning uh, uh, arc for you?
9: Yeah, I think so. I mean, getting used to um, yeah working that schedule is a lot more for sure, but I, I expected it going in and knew it would be a lot, and so luckily I've been able to focus on the adjustments being more just the actual play-by-play itself and tinkering with that Um and just getting to know the players and getting into the rhythm of, of double-A baseball. But it's definitely been helpful with just the play-by-play and uh, improving my broadcasting and getting a lot more feedback um, with there's a lot of broadcasters around the league and it's a tight circle. And now I have a broadcast partner and I, I've never really had that before. I've never shared innings with another play-by-play guy. So it's, it's helpful to kind of go back and forth and talk about why we do the way, you know, the things we do and give advice and, and uh, learn from him. And so, uh, it's been
0: helpful, Josh Warden, our guest joining us from North Little Rock, Arkansas, traveling with the Frisco Rough Riders, the Double A affiliate of the Texas Rangers in the Texas League. What have the ballparks been like? I mean, this is your maybe your first road trip, but what is their yard like? How big is it? How how how, how well attended are the games? Have you referenced Arkansas University of Arkansas baseball yet during these
9: broadcasts? <laughs> I've been I've been very tempted to reference Arkansas baseball. There was a pop up up the right field line yesterday, and three three players came over and it fell. And I was really tempted to start talking about the 2018 College World Series. And I thought nobody listening to Frisco baseball probably really. I'm not going to do it. Right. but I was very tempted to. Um, Good for you. It did come up though. I mean, I was sitting on the bus in front of uh, Jacks Biggers yesterday, um, who was the shortstop for Arkansas in 2018. Who's Brooks Wallace semifinalist, Caden Grenier won that award as the best shortstop in the nation, but Jax Biggers is one of the best shortstops in all of college baseball, and he was the shortstop Mm. who was not in that triangle in the College World Series in 2018, he was near it, you know, he's just a few yards away, looking on as his teammates, almost won the national championship, uh, and Biggers is on our team now, so I've gotten to chat with Jax, he's a great guy, I really have enjoyed getting to know him, and to see him come back to Arkansas and play Uh, against the Travelers here on behalf of Frisco. He's been in the Rangers organization since getting drafted right after that 2018, or right before that 2018 uh, College World Series. So it's been a lot of fun to have Arkansas connections and see the ballparks. Uh, This one's very pitcher-friendly. Frisco back at home is kind of in-between pitcher-hitter friendly, but we've only had one home run through three games for both teams combined. So it's a lot of pitcher-duels out here. It's been fun. Hmm.
0: That reminds me a lot of Scottsdale Stadium no not quite not that <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll get to the beeves in a minute one last thing on Jack's biggers did has he have you had enough conversations about does he own the when that ball dropped it was over I mean does, did he give you has he have you had enough conversations that he's been willing to say man that was one of the w- lowest moments or hardest things he's ever been through as a teammate a competitor I mean all of that how much have you talked about game two?
9: Well, I, I wanted to work it in slowly. I didn't want to come in and be oh well, you do look at me. I'm the Oregon State guy. I knew it, you know, for him it, I'm sure it's a personal thing. So when I met him I was like, I'm not even gonna bring it up, I'm just gonna say hi, get to know him a little bit. But he's a very he's a very kind guy and he'll ask you questions, so he immediately asked where I was from. Uh, and so I had to kinda of cringe and be like, Well, I wasn't trying to bring this up but I'm from Corvallis, Oregon. I went to Oregon State and he kinda of gives me this look, like, Ah, we don't do that <laughs> Yeah. But he was nice about it. He was very kind. Um, I haven't talked too much about the College World Series. I know Zach, the other broadcaster here with the Rough Riders, has talked with him about it. Um, and Jacks told him that that top up in game two, ninth inning, Cadence bat. Uh, Jack says that was the worst moment of my life. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <Which> I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him for. Uh, and it's understandable, but he's doing well. He's a good player. He's a good guy. I like having him around. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun connection. Never haven't seen the other side. i talked to plenty of Oregon State guys sure. about that game. Never talked to an Arkansas guy about it to see him and see it from the other side. It, it adds a different layer to it.
1: Sure. So what's it like when you, you go see things like uh, is where you are in Little Rock? Is it like you're on the moon, or, or how, what is it like when you go to these different communities and ballparks?
9: Yeah, I think there's a a variety. I mean, Frisco's a really pleasant and calm Town, just kind of the suburbs of Dallas, North Little Rock. We actually stay in Little Rock in the hotel, so it's got a cool downtown feel. Um, But mostly I haven't seen too much exploring yet. I mean, there's no, you don't have a car here, you just take the bus over, so mostly just kind of working and get a little workout in the hotel and go over to the ballpark at like two or three after doing work at the hotel. So I can't say I've you know, tasted of the cuisine or culture of, of Arkansas, but what I've seen on the drive in and on the bus around here in the ballpark has been pretty cool.
1: And do you feel like you're making contacts? Like, like you just keep your head down and, and work at it and things will work out. Um, because you're in, you're in a great position in that along with the play by play, you're getting all this marketing experience and, and other things like the podcasts and all, all kinds of things that are even new to the broadcast world. But do you feel like, all right, this was a good move.
9: I think so. It's cool to have yeah another broadcaster here who gives good feedback and a good connection to Zach, who I broadcast with here, has already done um, broadcasting at the Rangers at a major league game earlier this year. Um, you know, the front office with the Rangers comes through. They have scouts. They have coaches. They have the GM come through. Chris Young will show up, uh, and Zach has told me, "Oh, they listen to these games. They make comments about you, or they talk to me." And, they're tuning into these games. Um, I mean, we're right in the shadow of the big league club. That's the nice thing. Is, yeah, there's a Triple A team that's in between us and the major league team in terms of the level, but not geographically. We're much closer. And so when we get rehabbers and the major league club needs a guy rehabbing, they option to come here to Double A and not to Triple A. So when Corey Seager was rehabbing, uh, he came to us. So we got to call three games of Corey Seager. We got Laodis Tavares. Um, maybe Jacob Degrom will come here or something. Who knows? But that's what sort I'm of saying. So it's cool just to be right here near the AAA, near the major league team. Uh, get to go to a couple games. I'll go to my first Rangers game uh, pretty soon here, and hopefully meet all the, the broadcasters and everyone mm-hmm. there. So that is it is pretty fun to be right there.
0: Good for you, Josh. And that was part of when when we talked at the end of last year. You know, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying you have this job, but you you were going to do whatever you wanted to do. But I thought getting into this kind of path, as John was asking you, is going to be very good for you. And I think it is, just based on what you've already told us. So keep it up. Uh, People are hearing you and getting to know you, and that will lead to great things in your career. So congratulations on all of that. It's important to note as we wrap things up with Josh Warden, Big Jim Wilson joining us at... 12-15, 12-15, so we have all four right here together today on the Final Joe Beaver Show, who've called Beaver baseball this year. Between you and Jim and Johnny and uh, yours truly, you had him early. You saw the phenomenal Gavin Turley early, and now Gavin's finishing the season kind of like that, which I'm glad to see because I went through a long stretch where that wasn't really evident. What are your thoughts? How much have you followed the Beavers during the course of this year since you started with them, and what are your thoughts about heading now into the tournament?
9: Yeah, I've kept tabs. I wish I could have heard and watched more over the season, but just oftentimes we're playing at the same time. So I'll see the highlights and check the scores and that sort of thing. But I was really happy to see them turn things around because once they went through that stretch, you know, early Pac-12 season, kind of third of the way to half the way through the year, whatever it was where there was a bit more of a slide, you kind of go through those questions of how often does a team do pretty well in a non-conference season. And then once they get to the Pac-12, it's like, okay, they're decent, but they're not dominant in conference play. And you start to have those questions about is this team for real or are they just going to beat some non-conference teams? And Oregon State showed, no, the first little strategy we played well and surprised in first few series was because we really can do that um, at points, at least, if not for long stretches throughout the season. So I would almost rather have that than – just dominating all the way through. I mean, look at 2017 and 2018, Oregon state was more dominant in 17, had more down moments in 18, but ended on a better note than 17. Not to say that this team is exactly like either of those two clubs, but just pointing out there's, there are benefits to ups and downs. Uh, And now they're on another down again. You just swept in the Pac-12 tournament. So how are you going to turn around? And maybe those moments earlier help out with that. Um, And it's more important to do well in a regional than it is a Pac-12 tournament anyway. So, yeah, it's it's been fun to see to see go, you know, see some some winding moments through there and I hope that uh, they do well in the next week.
0: Josh, the final thing, and that is the the difference I've talked about kind of where we began, but let's close with you know, you spend a lot of time around the cages at Oregon State. Your schedule has allowed for more of that, and that's great work on your part. You learn a lot, you accrue knowledge, wisdom, insight. Are, I know you do that at Oregon State and everybody, the coaches and players are great with you. Have you had that same kind of thing in Frisco? And what what's the tenor of the conversations like? Is baseball, baseball? Do you feel like, okay, well, here I can see that's elevated a little bit more with even more data and more information. Is the manager and the coaches, are they all good to you and sharing stuff with you? Do you feel like you've built that same kind of ability there to learn and then take it? In a sense, to the airwaves.
9: Yeah, it, that's a good question. It, it's fun to it, to have more to talk about. For one, there's just more stories, more storylines. There's more things that have happened in these guys' lives. You can talk about their experience being drafted, mm-hmm. or their families. You get a handful of guys who are married already. You have kids. They've been traded. You know, they've been released and then picked up. They were, you know, a first round draft pick. So the pressure of that sort of thing. Or their college, you know, they finish up their college time that they can reflect on three or four years of Division One baseball. Um so those sorts of things are really fun to ask guys during batting practice or on the road or in interviews. Um and the coaching staff is great. We've got a thirty six year old manager who's just joined A, Carlos Cardoza. He's the nicest guy. You would not expect him to be a baseball manager if you saw him on the street, he just seems too nice. Not that rough tumble like crotchety old guy you sometimes see minor league lifers maybe he'll get there one day i don't know but just very very pleasant where he's the type of guy to ask you hey how can i help you or what you know mm-hmm. what can i do to enhance your mm-hmm. broadcast somehow which is not something we expected to, to get from a manager so um, a lot of really kind people out here and the players are really easy to get to know a couple oregon connections as well i'm the one oregon state guy but there's a couple guys born in eugene of all places um i mean we got aaron zavala who's the pack 12 player of the year for the mm-hmm. Ducks. And Helen Strom, who was going to go to U of O, and then ended up going to San Jose State, but he was born in Eugene. So just to have some Oregon connections and guys who are really easy to get to know. Um, it's been a lot of fun.
1: What's your, uh, the range, the age range of your team, the players?
9: It's younger than most. I mean, the average AA player is 24 and a half. Um, we have the, a couple of the youngest players. We have the number one prospect in all of the Rangers organizations, the like number 11 in all of baseball, Evan Carter. and He's only 20 years old. He's the second youngest player in the entire league. Um, And there's only a few guys that are above average, but most are 22 to 24 in that range. Um, So it's fairly young, but you got a handful of veterans. uh, A couple of guys have been here about 30 to 32. So you you get a variety of stories.
0: Josh, uh, find out for me and just text me back if Kellen Strom is related to somebody named Doug Strom, just for my sake, do that for me, please. Whether, Okay. Uncle, father, I don't, too, too old, I think, maybe even grandfather, Doug and I competed against each other when Doug was at Churchill. So when I hear the name, see the spelling, it's spelled the same way, and I'm just wondering if he, Kellen, might be related to Doug. So that's my okay. request of you to find that out before the summer's okay. over and let me know. Okay. Josh, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the path you're on. You've worked hard well-deserved. There's bigger things ahead, but... For tonight, you got a ball game in North Little Rock, and we hope it goes well. Thanks for talking to us, and we'll talk to you again uh, as you get back here in the fall. It's great to connect with you, Josh. Keep up the good work, and thanks for joining
9: us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Say hi to Big Jim Wilson as well for me.
0: You betcha. Thank you, Joshy. Josh Warden, class of 2013, CHS, Oregon State, 2017, and he's in a good place. It's a good path the proximity to the major league club, the fact that Billy Bean, as I saw a little bit of Moneyball for the first time the other day in a while, I've seen Moneyball, but I hadn't seen it for 15, you know, 10 years or whatever. Billy listening all the time to the telecast and the radio driving around. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. what the GMs and the high front office executives are doing. They check in with the Rough Riders, how they do it. And while they're listening to see how their hitters and prospects or pitchers are doing, they're also making mental no ooh, who's doing the game yeah, that kid's why, pretty
1: good that's why i think yeah. uh one of the best things that can have happened to him is
0: that they're so close to the yeah team. absolutely he'll he'll be a big league broadcaster someday well, let's take a break open phones i'd love to hear from you down the stretch jimmy wilson at 12 15 12 40 joe radio
8: if you're fed up with dirty grout lines maybe it's time to consider cultured marble hi i'm katie albin at albin's plumbing in corvallis Cultured marble is an affordable way to get the look of marble, and the best part is no grout lines, affordable and easy to maintain. Come by our showroom on 9th Street in Corvallis and see the beautiful look of cultured marble.
1: At Alvin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do.
4: Call 754-8282, Alvin's Plumbing. Futon Man isn't just about futons anymore. In addition to futons, futon frames, and covers, Futon Man now also carries platform beds, bunk beds, and can even make custom mattresses for your RV. So if you're expecting out-of-town guests and you're not sure where they're going to sleep, you could head out of a bedroom to the house, or an easier solution would be to stop by Futon Man. Two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99 or online at futon-man.com. Locally
8: owned and operated for over 30 years, people in the Mid Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. They thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and look forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Browse through their large showroom with a beautiful selection of carpet, countertops, sheet vinyl, linoleum, tile, hard surface floors, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and Go beeves. You could
1: be driving a Honda.
10: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Honda Minute WKIRK Classic Kirk Radio. The sunshine is here. The fourth winter is over. And I think it's time to reach out to our friends at University Honda to see how things are going. Honda sales. How can I help you? Hello, neighbor. We were just checking in to see how your inventory is looking. Yeah, the good news is production is up and we are starting to have on-ground inventory again. So everyone can come check out the all new 2023 Honda lineup and really get back to a more normal buying experience. Amazing. So could you say the cars are back in town? I suppose you could. Could you say... The cars are back in town. What? Bop, 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 Two, three. A squeedle be doo A fliggity-dee-doo. Seriously, stop singing. Friggity-bop, bop, bop, bop squeedle dee Okay, goodbye. Well, I guess my singing wore him a little thin. But you heard it. The cars are back in town at University Honda. So check them out at Night Street and Corvallis or at uhonda.com. And until next time, safe travels, my friends. They answered the call to serve our nation. And on
11: Memorial Day, we honor the courage and the memory of the men and women in America's military. We honor those who left home to serve and didn't return. We also remember their grieving families. And we honor the memory of all veterans. On Memorial Day, the Oregon Veterans Home salutes the proud service and sacrifice of these brave soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Coast Guardsmen. The Oregon Veterans Home, the place where
0: honor lives. Head to, heading down the stretch of the first hour, one hour to go, and this the twentieth, the close of the twentieth year. I didn't the even Peter realize show. That until you And if it this up. is your Tyler, and our says, Tyler, uh, congratulations! Thank you, Amy. Yeah. Texts and, uh, text and uh, text. We welcome them at four nine seven fifty three fifty six. And cash. <laughs> yeah, a little Johnny in the background, a little Big River. Let's go to um, Tyler. Tyler. Is it our own Tyler from the tailgate show? Which Tyler it is this? I think.
2: That would be me. Good for it's you. I'm just uh, coming up with the Phil Steele report all the yes, time. Thank yes, thank you, Tyler. It's me. I don't usually uh, get a chance to, like, call, uh, call, but I'm usually smurfing and listening while I'm working during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So I had a quick thought on the whole baseball tournament, but my question's more about the setup. First off, I think the a new format is better, especially because it's not making someone play two games in one day. Right. That needed to go. But uh, I think Oregon State ended up drawing the short and We didn't really even think about the fact that they drew both Arizona and right. Arizona State in their own backyard. Right. But my uh, question, this is something that's been happening in regionals and super regionals for a while, and it drives me absolutely up the wall, is why do they not designate the higher seed, the home team?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's not really usually a as big of a deal on a neutral side for like football or basketball but it completely changes your strategy in baseball because as you know like if you're the home team you get the last say you don't have to like shut something down afterwards that would that definitely was a factor. I'm not saying it's why they lost the Arizona game, mm-hmm. but it definitely contributed a factor. Yeah. And it also drives me nuts when, like, Oregon State has, like, a regional at home and then say, oh, for fairness sake, we're going to make you, like, play the road as the yes. road team today. Yeah, I know. They should have earned, they should have earned the home slot. That's a that great
0: time. point, it, an excellent point. And thanks for making it, Tyler. We need to break to wrap up the hour. Good to hear from you. As always, look forward to seeing you in the fall at the tailgate shows and the... The jokes from down the road. We uh, wrap up our number one. We'll have open phones as soon as we come back. Open phones and text. Then Big Jim, Big Jimmy Wilson, around twelve fifteen to help us wrap up the year on the Joe Beaver Show. Thanks for joining us. Twelve forty, Joe Radio.
6: All set, please. Here's the microphone. This thing on. This
12: is K
7: E J O Corvallis.
12: Everybody
6: hear me. We're on in five. And QID. Twelve forty,
12: Joe Radio. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Moving to a new city was huge during the pandemic, especially when so many jobs could be done remotely. But now, that's not always the case, and it comes just as high mortgage rates and sky-high home prices have cooled the housing market. So out-of-town moves, down 6% from a year ago, according to the real estate site Redfin. More people staying put. On Wall Street, some pretty sizable gains right now on hopes that a debt ceiling deal may be close at hand. Right now, the Dow's up 1%, the S&P 500, up one and a quarter percent, and the tech-heavy Nasdaq up more than two percent. Two South Korean corporate giants, Hyundai and LG Energy, are teaming up. The plan is to build a $4.3 billion electric car and battery factory outside Savannah, Georgia. And some popular series will be airing and streaming their final episodes this week, including Succession and Barry on HBO, Amazon Prime's The Marvelous Mrs. Mizel, and on Apple TV+, Ted Lasso, Tom Busby, Bloomberg Radio.
8: The Peacock Bar and Grill is making eating out affordable with the 650 specials from 11 till 9 every day of the week. On Monday, it's a small sirloin steak dinner. Tuesday, any pub-sized burger on the menu. Wednesday, it's beef stroganoff. Thursday, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Friday is a French dip. Saturday, pulled pork sliders. And Sunday, it's penne mac and cheese. You can always call ahead and get it to go or have it delivered. The Peacock Bar and Grill, a local favorite since 1929 on 2nd Street, downtown
4: Corvallis. Readers of the Albany Democrat Herald voted Stutzman and Crep Contractors the best roofer in the Mid-Valley for 2021 and 2022. As Stutzman and Crep, they employ a large team of roofers so they get in and get it done, often in just one day. Estimates are free and there's financing available too. So if you need a new roof, call or stop by their showroom on Rice Street in Albany. Stutzman and Crep Contractors, they do it right.
8: CCB 96278.
4: Leading off this inning for your tax and wealth management team is David Mendenhall.
6: Batting second, Bill Heck. And batting third, Robert Berry. It's always important to have a talented lineup. The same is true if you need some advice on personal or business tax planning or just some help with financial strategy. With over 40 years in business, tax and wealth management has the experience you need to hit that home run. Call or stop by tax and wealth management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and start your journey on the road to success.
0: Hi everybody, this is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you're in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance, visit Kellenberger's.com, or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru for the Golf Minute to help you be like
7: a rubber band. One of the sure ways to slice your ball is swinging from over the top where the club approaches the ball from out to in. You can stop swinging over the top simply by stretching your arms like a rubber band. Here's what to do. After taking your normal setup with your club face centered behind the ball, push the club away from your body by stretching your arms out. The ball now should be lined up at the heel of the club. From this position, swing to the top of your swing. At the top, your arms will react and the club will drop like a rubber band being stretched and released. This will help you deliver the club from inside the target line and will promote a powerful right-to-left draw. So remember, to stop your slice-swinging path, use the rubber band effect, and I promise your scores will snap too as well. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Dazzling decal on Daisy's Donuts window. Bold banner at Barry's Barbershop. Prominent poster at Penny's On Park Place.
5: This is your sign. Well, signs. To try Staples and see the difference. Get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more.
7: From Staples, and I couldn't miss it.
5: N617. Visit
0: StaplesConnect.com slash printbig for details. Hi, Robert Downey Jr. here. Did you know that over $10.3 billion was lost to online crime last year alone? Online crime is a huge problem. It affects everyone, and that's why I've partnered with Aura. Aura gives you the tools you need to stay safe online. Fraud and identity theft protection, a password manager, parental controls, and more. Sign up for a free two-week trial today at aura.com robert.
7: let hear a story. Someone somewhere a long time ago made a suggestion to a kid in L.O. You ought to go on the radio. But everybody knows. Take two to make a radio program. Down south, the Row River kid wasn't so sure and still isn't.
0: I'm just a country boy. i ain't even sure I want to stay in this dang old radio business.
7: Ah, but stay they both did and met up in the Mid-Valley 20 years ago with a compulsion to tell them about the beavers in Corvallis and beyond.
10: Tell them in Eugene, Albany, Salem, tell
7: them! And in Jervis and Amity and Shedd and Lewisburg. Ah, but not just for today.
4: Five of those radio programs every week. Have you a radio program coming in right now?
7: Yes, but a reminder.
4: Life's
7: Yes, call now, because the Joe Beaver Show is on the air on 1240 Joe Radio.
0: The second hour, thanks for choosing that. You sort of chose it randomly. I did. It's in a column that I never go
1: to that column, and it's uh, a minute ten. When I'm here and I choose, you never ask me, by the way. You order it. So when I choose, my eye immediately goes to the longest one. And we t- have a couple of them, yeah. like a minute 30, minute yeah, 38. And so You're- I need more time. I need more time. I'm tired of You're- talking.
0: You are pulling the curtain back, a la my favorite Saturday Night Live skit, because I come on the air here, <laughs> and hey, John, great to see you. would love to hear from you today, whereas in the last five minutes, TJ, how come you haven't had that thing back? I want that. I wanted that yesterday. I need that data now. Oh, hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Joe <laughs> Bieber Show. That's what you're trying to say, it's, That I order you. It's I not want that. you to play 2017, and uh, that's it. Play it. It's not that bad. No, it's not like it's that. In not like that. that. At all.
1: <laughs> it's a very good rendition, though. Uh, I like the one-act play.
0: It is so funny <laughs> to me that whole Phil Hartman as oh, Reagan yeah. mastermind is one of the best Saturday Night Live skits ever.
1: And I'm surprised it took them that long to do, because you can do that with any type of character where they're nice in front yeah.
0: of certain people yeah. and then they're jerks behind the <laughs> scene. Well, the, the two best are that with <laughs> with, with Reagan... President Reagan in the background, in the back rooms, all these deals he's organizing, yeah, yeah. speaking in four or five different languages. <laughs> and then say, Mr. President, the Girl Scouts are here to say, no, oh, this is the part of the job I hate. Yeah, right. And right. then walking out, oh hi, hi, little girl. Well, <laughs> well, you you sure are what this country is all about. Now, now now you go. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> and then easy. back into the back room. Get Bosky on the phone right now. <laughs> it is so well written and well done. Yeah. And the other one is Steinbrenner with Chris Farley drunk and disheveled. Oh, yeah. And and George at the Home Depot or whatever <laughs> has got, George, Mr. Steinbrenner, you need to fire him. He's a bad employee. You need to fire. How How do you have it in your heart to fire a man? <laughs> I just don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> That is so funny because of how uh, counter it is to it, what he was all yeah, about. Yeah, right. After like the third time.
1: Firing guys over and over. Firing. Uh, who is was it? He Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Oh,
0: man. Hire, fire, hire, fire. Yep. Yeah, that's great stuff. Good afternoon, John. Welcome home. And thank you. Jimmy Wilson shortly. If you'd like to join us, 497-5356. The final hour of the Joe Beaver show for 2022-23. Texts? Yeah, we do have texts,
1: but I'll say, and I'm reminded of one, because here's one from, uh, I think it's Reynolds, who says, Pac-12 baseball needs to be in Reno. Now, this is the first today on that topic, but while you were gone, we had one show that we didn't realize we would end up having that was all about where the tournament should be. Dave from Tumwater started it, and it just turned out to take on a life of its own, which was great and it was all about uh, the the format maybe no the format no one really questioned because mm-hmm. we hadn't yet seen this one and by the way i don't know about you but i think the new format works i think it's great
0: quickly on that that's even though when we were compared com- to last i agree year. when we were coming yeah. down the stretch of the season and and washington and cal were playing one another and it was either the two seed or the three seed for the beavers going into that last weekend mm-hmm. when the beavers were playing western carolina you you wanted to get the highest possible seed because that gave you, as the highest possible seed next to Stanford, the chance to move on with the one-and-one one yeah. record, whatever. But the downside in being the two-seed in that tournament was, oh, yeah, you're the two-seed, and you play the Arizona schools. Right. Washington is the three-seed, played the LA schools. Now, UCLA put up an Arizona-like number. I get that. Right. But, but you're still as the two seed playing essentially road games against these home teams down there in that ballpark.
1: Only the only counter yeah. to that is is that was a product of this
0: year. True. That the we, way it felt. ensuing yeah.
1: years might not it wouldn't be that way in, in in theory. It's just that that was the draw this year. But right. two is better because you got that right. but what Stanford got essentially was yes. that wild card. Anyway, it was a hot and heavy topic and uh, we kind of came to, TJ and I did, based on others and thinking about where, <laughs> Sacramento.
0: Sacramento, I think, is better than Reno. If, yeah. you, if you're looking for more of a neutral site, that's right. much more neutral right. than. And really, your
1: biggest challenge would be working with the AAA club scheduling.
0: Did Las Vegas get banned? Yeah. Up. Yeah, Las I mean, Vegas. Everything's in Vegas. T-
1: Tumwater really loves Reno. A couple other people. Reno's uh, not,
0: it, Reno wouldn't. It, uh, Dave, I've had the Reno discussions. With a number of people, it, it that's a non-starter. I'll say. Just, oh, okay. But yeah. Okay. Reno's not going to be in that picture. Whereas I think Vegas and Sacramento have a chance, at least, to be discussed.
1: Yeah, Vegas was something that you know a, a counterpoint might have been uh, windy and and yes. and heat. Yes. Um, not quite, as hot, not Vegas, quite yes. as hot in Vegas. Not quite as hot in Vegas. I guess that was really the only counter I can think of. But anytime a place opens up someone, for for good reason, would say, well, yeah, but you can't because... Yeah, I know. Dot, dot, dot. I know. And it's usually a because that you hadn't thought about.
0: And Major League Baseball going to Vegas soon is probably going to take...
1: Although right now, the West Coast
0: Conference is going on right now, and the pilots... Yeah, that's true, but you know, I don't know what... I I think you could. Yeah. I think Vegas could play, but when they're AAA ball... You know, when they become a Major League City, then... You know, does that AAA ballpark stay, and you could use that for this type of tournament? Perhaps. Right, yeah. right. Hey, we've got big Jim Wilson around the corner. Real quick yes.
1: before we do, Scott, congratulations on 20 years. It's a great accomplishment. It's always tough to hear that it's the last Joe be- Beaver show of the season. We appreciate that, Scott and Tiger. Thank you, Scott. And on the word accomplishment, we were just kind of off the air going, you know what? It might be the longest-running show in the state.
0: I think the maybe the longest running sports show. I don't know how long Isaac and Big Sook on the Fan have been on, but I don't think I don't quite think 20, it's been years, twenty years. And I don't think there's any other sports radio show that's lasted twenty right. consecutive years. Same show, Joe Beaver show, yeah, in the history of sports talk radio in the state of Oregon. Yeah. So we, somebody we, think we of something else something and feel there. free. Let us know. We're going to take a break and come back with Big Jim Wilson. We'll have open phones and texts thereafter. Thanks for joining us on twelve forty Joe Radio.
5: Summer, with all of its events and parties, is on the way. Call Forks & Corks today and make your reservation. Large or small, Forks & Corks Catering will make your event spectacular. From sit-down dinners to buffets or delicious bites, they'll work with you to choose a menu based on taste and budget. Forks & Corks will ensure an enjoyable experience for you and your guests. A spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks & Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011.
7: Why is Woodstock's Pizza all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people? Because no matter who you are or where you're from, you can create the perfect pizza at Woodstock's. So you can choose from over 35 fresh toppings, four made fresh daily crust options, several cheese options including vegan and dairy-free, and six sauce options including vegan and dairy-free, all to go along with your choice of dine-in, takeout, or delivery to most of Corvallis. So Woodstock's Pizza is all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people. Woodstock's Pizza, King's Boulevard in Corvallis. Look
8: Owned and operated for over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. They thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and look forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Browse through their large showroom with a beautiful selection of carpet, countertops, sheet vinyl, linoleum, tile, hard surface floors, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go be leaves.
6: Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 758 Two four five Edward Jones, member SIPC.
8: Come feel the power at Power Honda in Albany, where quality, service, and peace of mind meet you as you walk through the door at 4120 Sandy Am Highway in Albany. Power Honda is family-owned and offers new vehicles and over a 1,000 used vehicles to choose from. Power Honda has a Google review of 4.9 stars, offers financing for everyone, and knows how to treat their customers' needs. Honda. Come feel the power at Power Honda in Albany. Wedding time means framing time. All those special pictures. Steve at the frame shop can even help you put together a collage. And while Al is stepping back, he'll still be on site. And Steve with his 44 years of experience will be gradually taken over. You won't even notice the difference. Other than Steve might be at the counter more often. They'll still help you find that perfect mat and frame to complement your pictures and decor. And you'll still find a great selection of ready-made frames, prints, and art supplies. The Frame House on West First in historic downtown Albany.
0: We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. Mike Parker with John Warren. The final Joe Beaver Show of the year. Our good friend, my broadcast partner, your broadcast partner, Josh Wharton's broadcast partner. Yeah. Josh, he says hello, by the way, Jim. We just had Josh on last hour, putting a wrap on the Joe Beaver Show for 2022-23 and our 20th year in this format. You have been one of our great guests all these years, and we appreciate having you on. Your time is tight as an educator in Vancouver, so we'll get right to it. Thanks for taking time, Jimmy. The Beavers go now. Find out Monday where they're going in the tournament. You've kind of been there all year long, followed it all year long. What what do you make of the overall year, the way it just ended in Scottsdale, what you make of that, and what's next for this Oregon State team, in your view?
13: I think...
14: I think big picture coming into the season, I, I, I was I, I thought the Beavers would make the tournament, but I didn't think it would be a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Just make the re- make a regional, and uh, obviously they they passed that test easily. Um, I I never really thought they were a challenge to host until about a week ago. I, I thought with a good showing in the Pac-12 tournament. They might be able to overcome with a second-place finish, 40-plus wins. Uh, I just felt like maybe they would get one of those uh, hosting hosting bids. But in the big picture, I ju- I think they've had a good season. They, they really, it, it obviously finished with a bit of a dud last week. But um, with what they had to overcome and in terms of losing their, their Friday guy and Cooper Jerpy, their entire outfield, and, and and eight drafted players altogether. Uh, I, I thought they did a, a good job. The offense is they had those guys that uh, like the year before Justin Boyd, he went from sort of not really a guy to a second round draft pick. Uh, Melton was good, but he was hurt the year before and he exploded. Meckler had been just sort of meckling along and, and then he just exploded. And they kind of got a little of that with Casper and they got a little of that with uh, Guerra, and they got a little bit of that with uh, Micah McDowell. And so offensively, I think that's where the Beavers' strength lies. And and then on the pitching side, they didn't get that. From a guy like Cooper Jerpy, who had a losing record, I think his overall record was 3-4 and or something along those lines, heading into his junior season where he became one of the top pitchers in the country. So I think that's where they just did not get the big – jump was from
1: any established pitchers that were already on the roster jimmy you've always been the voice of reason like the most mature person in the room whenever mike and i are just <laughs> ah, you're, you. you cut, i've never done that you bring us down and then if we're ever if beaver nation is ever in the dumps you you bring it up so we i appreciate that from you you've always been the, the most mature person <laughs> in the room But with that, I want to ask you then, you started out by saying, hey, just get into a regional and all that. Was there any point in time, though, in the season when they far out exceeded those expectations to the point where you would be disappointed if certain things didn't happen? Or did you keep that even keel thought process to this point, which is rested up pitchers and uh, probably a a road regional trip?
14: Well, first and foremost, Johnny, I'm gonna I'm gonna somehow figure out a way to get my wife's phone number to you, and you can tell her that bit <laughs> about being the most uh, <laughs> reasonable guy in the room. But uh, when they were one in five mm-hmm. in Pac-12 play, um, that's when I thought they had reached their lowest moment, and I had my questions whether they would reach a regional. Mm-hmm. I thought at that point maybe if they can scrap and claw and go 500 in Pac-12 play. Clean up on all their non-conference games; they could sneak into a regional. But so, in and from that point, they they really exceeded my expectations. And then when they got to the that point where they were winning, 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 I wanted them to sweep Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought that would be important. I did not want them to lose to Portland. Yep. And of course, in the in the Pac-12 tournament, I, I, I thought one and one would get, get them in in advance. And if they go uh, two and one, I, I thought. I still think getting 40 wins is, is is really important. I mean, they're going to go to a regional, and you're going to want to win the regional. That's the first goal. But if you don't win the regional but win at least one game, you're going to finish with a 40-win season. And when you look back on 40-win seasons, they're they're hard to come by for anybody. They yep. really are. Yep. And so uh, I don't know, John, if I answered your question. I you did. I jumped around. But there was times when when the team, I thought, let me down a little bit. But not really. I think for the most part, this team exceeded my expectations.
0: Big Jim Wilson joining us. Jim, with respect to what we just saw in Scottsdale, and I yesterday wrapping it up said, well, the total's on the game, 61 runs, 76 hits. Referring to the five games down there against Arizona schools in the conference play, regular season and tournament. You know that area. You played a full season with the Phoenix Firebirds at Municipal Stadium, can you put in perspective, now I know the Beavers didn't pitch well there, I get it, but they had the lowest opponent batting average in the Pac-12 this year and the second lowest ERA. So, what does it say about games down there in that air this time of year?
14: Yeah, you know, I I always said that in in those kind of ballparks, first of all, the ball carries very well, so generally the ballparks are bigger. I mean, you can get 425 to center and three ninety five, four hundred in the alleys and three fifty five. I mean, I'm not sure the exact dimensions of the parks, but they're bigger. And um so you get fly ball doubles. I mean, you don't get fly ball doubles in in Goss Stadium. You get if you this ball's driven, you 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 can drive a double, you can hit a double down the line. But you get that fly ball that it's just there the outfielder just had too far to go. Right. And then you get all the ground ball singles because the 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 surface is so fast and so hard that um, you, you get a lot of those. You get, throw some bad hops in there with the real surface. And then, of course, the, the thing that people don't really understand about the, it, it's the altitude and the lack of air resistance. Is The pitches themselves don't break as sharp. They don't, they don't have that. That's why, like, in Coors Field and places like that, they, they just want a power pitcher because forget about the breaking ball because it doesn't break that much. And so just you add it all up, and you, you kind of throw on top some of that summer weather, and it just makes her an offensive-minded uh, environment, and, and that's what the Beavers saw.
0: Now, that said, and Arizona, the other thing, too, Chris, another thought on that, the Beavers played both Arizonas, and essentially there were home games, it felt like, for those Jokers. You know what I mean? They're used to it, yeah, and right. they build their saw rosters. Saw the, the, yeah.
14: the pod. I said, yeah, it's the Arizona pond. I mean, it's mm-hmm. in Scottsdale. That's what's, that's right. what's happening. It, 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 that, that was sort of the bad draw. It was all based on feeding, and nobody tried to do anything mm-hmm. uh, untoward for the Beavers. But it, it, it was a bad draw for Oregon State.
0: And all of the that said, they do need to pitch better, you know, whether it's it, it approach because you know less breaking balls, but they don't really necessarily overpower you with their velocity with this group either. So it what that in a sense wasn't the best of matchups. I guess what I'm saying, Jim, is I hope going now into regional play. Although Jaron Hunter seems unlikely, Jacob Kamatz has, as Joe Freeman wrote, an undisclosed ailment, and you know his status is a little bit in question right now heading into the tournament. That said, what do you make of the arms they do have? Do they have enough to cobble it together and find a way to win a regional?
14: I I think we talked probably three weeks ago, and I said the starting pitchers just have to get into the 6th and the 7th innings. They just can't sustain uh, using the bullpen basically all weekend long. And uh, that's still the case, and that's still my battle cry. The starting pitchers, whoever it may be, they have to get through the – the sixth and then the seventh inning because um, the Beavers do have some good situational guys. Uh, I think Hutchinson can be very effective at times. Uh, the the left hander Mejia has really come around. Ben Ferrer is sort of a, a jack of all trades. He's, you use him when, and it's winning time. And, and then Ryan Brown at the back end, and there's, there's, there's others. But situationally, those are the guys you're going to find in the game to win. And, and you, if you have to use them on Friday and then, then you, you can't use them as much on Saturday and now you're bringing them back on, it's just too much to ask. And so uh, Jaron, that, that hurts. And then uh, Khmats, that 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 hurts. So Sellers have to be real strong. I think, uh, you know, Lattery will probably get a start in there. It's just, it's the starting pitching just is not really – been the strength of this, this team, and that's un-Beaver-like. Right. I mean, the characteristic of the Beaver championship runs and over the last 20 years has been yep. you know, a real good uh, front end of the, of the pitching staff, and so uh, they're just going to have to scrap, and, and that bullpen is going to have to um, do some heavy lifting.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask if you could stretch it out a little bit and, and maybe, yes, hope for and expect five or six innings from your starter, but maybe more than an inning and a third from your bullpen guy, maybe more like two, two and a third each guy, because they'll run through guys. They'll run through five guys who give you one inning. Maybe maybe they can get more out of each of them so that it stretches it out a little bit. Yeah, but one thing
14: I, I've always said, it's kind of been, oh, people don't say it, but I, I think it is the more you use, the more pitchers you use, the more you're asking more guys to be good. You know, and and so if you use five guys, what are the chances all five are on?
3: Mm-hmm. And
14: so if you're using one guy, he's on. Well, let's see him, you know, as opposed to now we're going to run another guy. Maybe he's not on. So the more pitchers you ask to pitch, the more you're asking guys to be on. And so I think there's a little bit of a crapshoot that is hard on hitters. I will say that as a hitter, I hated when the you know that bullpen day when the other team was doing something like that. And so I first. First at bat, I see a guy. Second at bat, I see a different guy. Third at bat, I see a different I hated that. I like seeing a guy and then, okay, I got it. I see what he's got and here we go. And so uh, from a pitching standpoint, it, it's kind of an advantage the first time you see somebody. Uh, and then once a hitter is seeing a pitcher, then the, the pendulum kind of shifts the other way towards the hitter, having, already, having now seen the pitcher. So it's a good approach, John, and, and I don't. I, I like it, and you can just use matchups. And, you know, they got an inning of three lefties in a row. Here comes uh, Tyler Mejia. You know, it, it's, they're going to have to do a lot of that stuff because the, the starters, especially now with Max for Hacks, yeah, you know, it's going to be short. I mean, they're just going to have to. They're going to have to scramble, and, and, and they're going to have to, quite frankly, they're just going to have to flood their way to the regional.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I think, a given, a given where they are right now, Jimmy. And with respect to and the last couple of things, we know you got to get back to work. We appreciate your time. Ben Ferrer, the jack of all trades, almost a Joe Patterson-type role in 07. Remember when Joe Pa suddenly was doing everything? You said winning time. What about the idea of starting him? It didn't work out well. He scored four runs for him, but then the realities of life down there came into play like even against Benny and his good stuff. But do you like, in theory, the idea of him as a starter at the front end?
14: Yes, yes, I do, um, especially with the night game. I mean, it, I, it sounds so stupid, but, I mean, his slider is his best pitch, and when he's pitching, if there was some kind of split where you could see Ben Ferrer's numbers at night, Ben Fur's mm-hmm. numbers during the day, Guys don't pick it up at night. They just don't see it, and during the day they see it a little better. And and so, I mean, if it was a Friday night game, I'd start Ben Ferrer. I, I if there was a night game on the schedule, I'd start him. Hmm. I mean, if, if if there's a window, I mean, in his window at this point, it's nine days or something till the regional. I think the window yeah. is anybody's available. Right, yeah, I mean, you want to keep them in the best best spot available for where they lost pitch, but. None of them will have pitched until right. It starts on the second, right? Or yeah. The
0: third. So that's so, the one thing about getting knocked out in two. That is a you can use that to your advantage. Get rested up and ready, right, Jimmy?
14: Yeah, and I was wondering. I mean, even if the Beavers advance, were they going to use Sellers? And I didn't know about Coman. Mm-hmm. Um, right. At, or were they just flat, just not? He's he's resting, but. You know, I think they'll compete. I think they'll give this thing a run, whatever regional they're in. Um, yeah. You know, the offense, five guys with 10 homers, you know, um, yep. uh, Travis Pisana with just incredible numbers across the board. You know, runs, hits, yep, <laughs> stolen bases, on base percentage, slugging percentage, homers, doubles, walks. Uh, <laughs> right. It's, it's, incredible season offensively
0: for him. It really is. He didn't win the Pac-12 player of the year this year. It went to Rios. But if he stays on course and healthy and all of that, I think you may, he may be the club in the clubhouse favorite for next year, right, Jimmy? I mean, he, and he's going to break your old teammate Todd Thomas's career stolen base record. He already broke Brundage's uh, another former teammate. But what an opportunity for Travis to rewrite the record book next year.
14: Yeah, and he, he's kind of unlike the guy that we've, had. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, we've had sluggers, Conforto, Elsberry was like, mm-hmm. um, Travis, but not, they didn't have his power. I mean, right. Zana with 10 home runs, um, and never had a, a 36 stolen base season. Um, but the, the extra base hits and, uh, the, the, I think the distraction he is to a, to an offense or to a defense, to the pitcher, he's they worry about him at the plate, and then he gets the first. They worry about him, and the second, they worry about him. Right? He's a he's a guy. I mean, he's just an offensive machine, and it's just been really. It's been fun to watch,
0: Jim. It's been fun to have you on the show all year long. Again, I look forward. We all look forward to getting back with you in late August, getting ready for what I think is going to be a pretty compelling football season. Again, thanks for your time all year long, Jimmy. Great to talk to you. Have a wonderful summer. I'll give uh, Johnny Lisa's number, and uh, John can uh, pass along uh, the same <laughs> the thing. He voice said of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Talk to you soon, Big Jim Wilson, our guest. Smart. Oh my gosh, just so much insight. As <laughs> always, talking to Jim for me, in, when it comes to anything, really, but it's like talking to Darwin Barney. You come away going, "Oh, Had, oh okay. hadn't thought of it," yeah. or, or it's an obvious thing that you hadn't thought of. Great stuff from Jim. Let's close with your stuff, if you would. We've got open phones down the stretch. 497-5356, the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. What's on your mind in this final Joe Beaver show of 2022-23, wrapping up <laughs> 20 years, although you're talking about formatic things, maybe next yeah, week, maybe an a hour a, show. Maybe the best, best of hour okay.
1: on th- uh, Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: But this is uh, this is our... Final in this format, our chance to interact on the hotline, the University Auto Text line, I should say, and the downward dog phone line, 1240 Joe Radio.
4: Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first.
11: They answered the call to serve our nation. And on Memorial Day, we honor the courage and the memory of the men and women in America's military. We honor those who left home to serve and didn't return. We also remember their grieving families. And we honor the memory of all veterans. On Memorial Day, the Oregon Veterans Home salutes the proud service and sacrifice of these brave soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Coast Guardsmen. The Oregon Veterans Home, the place where honor lives.
8: Complete your next summer home project with Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center, now with cedar fence board, decking, trim boards, and garden boxes, plus 2x8 and 2x12 cedar in stock. Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center also has interior and exterior plywood, hardwoods, as well as a limited supply of brand new appliances. Complete your next interior or exterior project with help from Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center, conveniently located off Highway 34 on Texas Street between Albany and Corvallis. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, people in the mid- valley have been going to corvallis floor covering they thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and look forward to working with you on your next remodeling project browse through their large showroom with a beautiful selection of carpet countertops sheet vinyl linoleum tile hard surface floors and window coverings from all the popular brands corvallis floor covering corner of second and van buren downtown or log on to corvallis shop local shop corvallis floor covering and
0: go beeves They're in position to try to go for it here, and they will. And it's an option, and Nix is tackled short of the first down.
10: Hi, this is Ryan Cooper, Jr., defensive back for Oregon State Beavers. We earned the leader of the pack by playing fast and playing together. You could be a leader by committing to Damn Nation to help all Oregon State athletes prepare for their future. Go to DamnNationCollective.com to give today. Be a leader of the pack
6: together. Go be.
0: And Oregon goes for it inside the 30. And it's Oregon State football at the Oregon 28.
6: Equipped from front to rear with industry-leading, easy-to-use features, Kubota B-Series tractors are the total package with high horsepower and excellent durability and implements that easily attach and detach. Kubota B-Series tractors can do anything in any season. See Lynn Benton Tractor in tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information.
4: we're still doing business the American way.
8: You could be driving a
10: Honda. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Honda Minute WKIRK Classic Kirk Radio. The sunshine is here. The fourth winter is over. And I think it's time to reach out to our friends at University Honda to see how things are going. University Honda Sales, how can I help you? Hello, neighbor. We were just checking in to see how your inventory is looking. Yeah, the good news is production is up and we are starting to have on ground inventory again. So everyone can come check out the all new 2023 Honda lineup and really get back to a more normal buying experience. Amazing. So could you say, the cars are back in town? I suppose you could. Could you say, the cars are back in town? What? Ba-ba-ba-ba, two, three, a squeedle-a-dee-doo, a dee no, a fliggity dee doo a dee doo Seriously,
3: stop singing.
10: Friggity-bop-bop-bop, a dee okay, goodbye. Well, I guess my singing wore him a little thin, but you heard it. The cars are back in town at University Honda. So check them out at Night Street in Corvallis or at uhonda.com. And until next time, safe travels, my friends.
0: Heading down the stretch for the 2022-2023 edition of the Joe Beaver Show. Mike Parker, John Warren, open phones and texts. 497-5356. It is appropriate on what is our final day, at least uh, for this year, of Interactive radio. <laughs> yeah. Tumwater joins us one final time in this format, and we all hope to be back together again come late August when we get a rolling for year twenty one of the Joe Beaver Show. We'll get to some text here in a moment too. Dave, thanks for the call. All year long the calls and good afternoon. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show.
13: Good afternoon, kind of guys, and let me just first say that I appreciate all the uh, uh, Airtime, <laughs> excuse me, that you've given me courtesy of taking my uh, my calls, and I appreciate it uh, more than you know. So a few a few items. Uh, I was thinking of calling in early until I heard that Jim Wilson was going to be on, and then I thought, wait a minute, I don't want to say anything and then have Jim come on and prove <laughs> me to be the fool. Many people think I already am. So uh, that guy, I mean, like you said, I mean, you guys are professional broadcasters. I'm just a fan. Maybe I can I have a conceit of being uh, a good fan or whatever, mm-hmm. but he is just so damn knowledgeable. sometimes it's almost painful. Uh, you can you can just you can just see the wheels turning. But anyway, with that out of the way, looking forward to his uh, uh, commentary and analysis next football season. so um, I, I just want to briefly touch on uh, the issue of the conference location. Mike and John gave me a lot of line on that. 18 minutes. So I know you were keeping track, (laughs) Bill Uh, Long, making a run of Bill Long. not much more to say, although I I was intrigued by your, uh, and I've kind of talked myself out of Reno because it's not quite the destination it might have been at one time. I'm kind of a Mm -hmm. partisan of, of Sacramento at this point. But, uh, you know, I'm reminded again of H.L., uh, an adaptation of one of H.L. Mencken's great observations, which is to never underestimate, uh, uh, in this case, the ability of the Pac-10-12 conference to make the wrong decision. (laughs) And for reasons that were already cited today and earlier in the week, that is such a profoundly bad choice for a postseason conference tournament. It's almost mind-boggling. So let's hope. We get it out of our system next year, move to Northern California. Uh, and and, uh, uh, and the, the mere fact, Mike, that during your broadcast on more than one occasion, and again today, you were talking about the team can't wait to get out of here. You were suggesting as much. <laughs> That's proof positive that it's just simply not in the, uh, an appropriate location. I have one question before finishing on Major League Baseball because I want to end up On an an up note, although Mm -hmm. there might be some strong beaver baseball to continue. Mike, how would you say the attendance this year and year two compared to year one attendance in the same venue?
0: It's hard to tell with everybody all, all, virtually everybody there underneath the overhang of the press box roof to stay out of that hot sun. But without any numbers right in front of me, I have nothing on paper that I'm looking at. We got out of there in two days. I don't know what it might have looked like in a championship game Saturday night, which the Beavers participated in last year, as you know. Fewer this year. You know, without question, there were fewer bodies in the stands than there were last year. That's my, just, that's my uh, take on it, just eyeballing it. That's not the most scientific way to go about it, but I'm just telling my eyes told me there were fewer people here this year than last year.
13: Well, I would take that as expert authority, Mike. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. that. Was my sense from watching it on television? Mm-hmm. And at this point, we can just recycle my comment of, about H.L. Mencken. such a profoundly bad business decision. So we'll just leave that for what it is and move on to the regional. But I wanted to finish on the major league baseball. Oh, I had a. I had a I'm sorry, Mike. I hope you don't. You'll mm-hmm. indulge me with asking another question. So, was your innovation of bees and the big was. <laughs> Was that your idea? Did you get sponsorship in the network broadcast for that? <laughs> it was it was a great innovation. I mean, if I wasn't tracking what the Orioles were up to that particular day, I could always count on getting the score for how the <laughs> Orioles did on my long right. drive home. So what's the background of that broadcast innovation?
0: Well, it, nothing in particular other than uh, a lot of time to fill. We have, I think, four or five breaks in that postgame show. So One of the things that, uh, and with seven players on opening day major league rosters when the season began, and seven people that have meant a great deal to us in our lives together in Beaver Nation and his fans, I just said, well, let's see how Quani did, or Matthew did, or Drew did, or Conforto, or Adley, uh, et cetera, did. Let's let's check in on how our Beavs and the Bigs are doing. So no, it wasn't sponsored. It wasn't uh, an idea per se. It's fairly... I don't know if other broadcasters, other uh, locales do it. It's just something that I thought would be, I, I thought fans would be interested to know how our guys were doing, and so I, I just created that Beavs and the Bigs postgame feature.
13: Well, it was a nice addition. I just wanted Thank to you. commend you on that. So to wrap up, a couple of the, uh, t- satellite radio observations. So yesterday, the last couple of, every once in a while, but yesterday, Mad Dog Russo gave, of course, he's a part of the MLB network, and he's good friends with Rob Manford. Mm-hmm. And for whatever uh, and for whatever reason, he's he's been playing with the idea. In fact, he's forecasting that Major League Baseball is going to reorganize along some kind of an arrangement like the NFL does with maybe eight, 14 divisions or go geographic like the NHL or the NBA. But what I found interesting about that was that? Because for that to work, they need to have two expansion teams. So, and I, you'll take some encouragement from this. Although I, I have a kind of an anecdote that makes me less encouraged. When people were off, were, would often suggest, "Well, if you were going to call in, you had to you had to stipulate your two expansion teams mm. to get to 32. Nashville is far and away the consensus. Yes, that that, if uh, the, the fan point of view and Russo, whatever inside connection Russo has, Nashville. Looks like a slam dunk and being that centered right in the nation. If there's if there's geographic reconfiguration, they can go in any direction, mm-hmm. northeast, south, north, central, west, or whatever. So there, But interestingly enough, Portland came up as the 31st or 32nd team a lot more, these calls, mm-hmm. a lot more than I thought possible. It could be ignorance of what the real situation is because the saddest thing I saw of my dozen or more drives through portland on my way to corvallis i saw a bumper sticker in front of me on the Fremont bridge one day it says mlb for pdx and so i thought man uh, how long how, how mm-hmm. far away yeah. that concept looks now but i want to end with this uh my favorite topic uh, i feel like i'm your orioles or satellite radio broadcast correspondent for Adley Rutschman, Susan Waldman, Yankees mm-hmm. uh, adjunct broadcast doesn't do play-by-play, but I admire her work greatly. Yep. Yep. Uh, either uh, uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday night, she come, Rutschman comes up for the first time, and she said, I can't remember a time when a guy has walked through a clubhouse door and had such profound effect on a team. Now, none of us are surprised by that. But, it's, but it's, it's kind of thrilling in a way to, to see the, to our respective associations for that guy and to see what, what impact he's having on the Major League Baseball level. Everyone's on to the adley Rutschman story now. The Orioles have got to take care of business, however, mm-hmm. and get him signed to a long-term contract because I don't want him catching for Dominic's team. By yeah. the end
0: of this decade. <laughs> hey, quick quick thing on that, Dave, and then we'll let you go. we got to get one final break in, and we'd love to hear from a couple of more folks here down the stretch. But when you say, you know, Susan Wallman, I can't remember a guy walking into a clubhouse and having such a profound immediate impact as Adley when he got there last year, the rest of last year, and this year. Is it possible that the answer, one guy comes to mind for me that's also an Oriole. I don't know what kind of year the Orioles had in 1965, you may remember what they were sitting on. Maybe they were building into something really special going into 66 with Hank Bauer's club. But the acquisition of Frank Robinson in 1966 and what he did that year, 316, 49, 122, in winning the Triple Crown and the MVP, strikes me as one of the most profound impacts that one guy had in turning a franchise around from one year to the next. Am I am I close to being right about that in terms of a player having that incredible impact on a franchise?
13: There's the, the, certainly, I'm not going to be, a, someone might argue that point with you, Mike. I, being an Orioles fan, I'm not the guy that's going to argue against that proposition. The only difference I'd say, though, is in fact I do remember the Orioles in 65 got off to a great start. They kind of faded as the year went on. Mm-hmm. But they were leading the American League at, at Memorial Day, 1965. Okay. I know that for a no okay. reason. So they had some promise, but they faded late. Robinson was the proverbial straw that stirs the drink. Yeah. But there's a difference. Robin, Robbie was an established major league player with a, with a solid reputation. Watch when he came in at one number one. You know, John's yeah. got that T-shirt. No one. But we all had a strong suspicion, but the proof, as I say, is in the pudding. And I think that's the context within which Susan yes. said, <clears throat> "There's okay. a guy br- brand new to the major leagues, called up from the minors, and had such a profound effect." And that team, a few not so long ago, was losing was was closing in on the Mets record. And as I predicted on Russo's show, Watchman will have an effect on the field, but his effect on the clubhouse will be even more profound, and I think that yeah. is what Susan Waldman was speaking
0: to. Dave, great to talk to you all year long. Let's uh, stay in touch uh, even during the summer and off season as things come up. Keep us posted. I love your texts on what you're hearing people are saying about Adley and others incidentally along the way. Great to talk to you again all year. Look forward to doing it again in the fall. Thanks for taking time for us, Dave, as always.
13: Have a good summer, guys. Thanks a lot.
0: Bye. Thank you. That's Tumwater. Let's take our final break of this uh, final show of the twentieth year of the Joe Beaver Show, and tell me honestly. I mean, just humor us for a moment or indulge us. I guess for those of you who are inveterate sports talk radio listeners, what other show in the state has gone twenty years anywhere in the Portland market or elsewhere? Sports been, show. Yeah, sports radio. Yeah, because Lars has been going. The on- yeah, la- I, the the only the only contender, I think, in terms of. The same show the same two people would be Isaac and Big Sook on 1080 the fan but I'd have to look that up I'm not sure yeah. they've been at it 20 years I don't think so
1: I almost want to say that Colin was in Portland 20 years ago
0: well yeah and his time in Portland was was memorable and great but he was only there a few years but you they know, weren't on when I he see was what on. you're saying yeah, they may have had their own show in the afternoon mm-hmm they've been I around a long time i know that but i'm not sure 20 for whatever that's worth <laughs> maybe not maybe nothing
1: we should but, say 21
0: well i know but this is 20 years of the joe beaver show
1: but 21 One, of 21, sitting 21 across together from
0: each other. in the same same configuration grateful to still be with you today coming down the stretch any text calls we'll get to some tax appreciate your participation all year long on 1240 joe radio
8: the Peacock Bar and Grill is making eating out affordable with a 650 specials from 11 till 9 every day of the week. On Monday, it's a small sirloin steak dinner. Tuesday, any pub-sized burger on the menu. Wednesday, it's beef stroganoff. Thursday, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Friday is a French dip. Saturday, pulled pork sliders. And Sunday, it's penne mac and cheese. You can always call ahead and get it to go or have it delivered. The Peacock Bar and Grill, a local favorite since 1929 on 2nd Street, downtown
4: Corvallis. Readers of the Albany Democrat Herald voted Stutzman and Krupp contractors the best roofer in the Mid-Valley for 2021 and 2022. As Stutzman and Krupp, they employ a large team of roofers so they get in and get it done, often in just one day. Estimates are free and there's financing available too. So if you need a new roof, call or stop by their showroom on Rice Street in Albany, Stutzman and Crep Contractors. They do it right.
8: CCB 96278.
4: Leading off this inning for your tax and wealth management team is David Mendenhall. Batting second, Bill Heck.
6: And batting third, Robert Berry. It's always important to have a talented lineup. The same is true if you need some advice on personal or business tax planning or just some help with financial strategy. With over 40 years in business, Tax and Wealth Management has the experience you need to hit that home run. Call or stop by Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and start your journey on the road to success.
0: Hi everybody, this is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance, visit kellenbergers.com or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. <sighs> wow.
1: Scott and Tiger, uh, I did not read your your posts uh the first the last one was you know thanks for the shows and everything and then i went back and looked how at long the other post John? and i'm i'm just how long ago by was
0: that. i had not heard that news in talking with with joe freeman or norm maves and i text each other quite a bit i i think i would have known that has it just come up in the last day or two or yesterday into today or what uh there's no uh, there's no oh, date on this Connection. This uh, obituary. Well, it pierces the heart. It breaks the heart. It just a uh, good friend to us over the years. Ken Go, his son Justin, has has died, uh, and Justin went through a football accident when Dennis Erickson was still here on the field. I think it Rex Putnam was it or Milwaukee? Uh, he was at Sunset, and then he came back and
1: finished up at Rex Putnam.
0: Yeah, that's right. And Dennis Erickson went and visited Justin, who was hanging on for life. For it's me. well chronicled. The whole thing is chronicled. So there's the an obituary, obituary on, the on young Justin. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. And uh, that's, that's just uh, awful. Just, but, it is devastating news, and I didn't know it until you just said, had you heard? And no, I had not. Right. At Must have been just not long ago. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, this, this came well, in yesterday.
1: So... Um, Tex, Isaac and Souk started in 06, according to someone in Albany. Uh, That's uh, Adam in Albany. Okay, we got them then. Okay. Uh, More so who? Why is today the last? Oh, silly question. Why is today the last day of the show? Well, that's a good question.
0: And not
1: fully the last in the sense of. we, We always go to the end of May. And for some reason, Memorial Day is either the last day of May or comes after the last day of May, so we never continue. A few years back, we started to go, well, the teams at home in a regional, we really should keep going.
0: Both 17 and 18, I think we did. So we started
1: to keep going until the regional run was done, and the following week when they'd go to Supers or better, we would be done. Um, to, To give you the reason why we finish the show is because it is the Joe Beaver show. There's not a lot of Beaver stuff in the summertime. We don't convert it over to just a sports talk show, save for one summer in night in 2020. We kept going and we just called it the Joe show so right. that we could talk about anything
0: and went 10 to noon and we went
1: 10 to noon. And that was because it was COVID. Right. We thought, Hey, people need to hear something local. There was, we a had lot a lot of local information of ter- on turmoil yeah. going on in the world. And we thought, you know what? To keep, keep a steady thing going we would do it and uh otherwise i personally because i work i get up at 3 30 every day and yeah. work this show and i talk for five hours i
0: enjoy the summer off well and i i do the corvallis Knights games yes. and have since yes. they moved here in 07 save for a couple of summers where i was not involved much right. but for the most part I've it, been it, doing the nights every summer, yeah, and, and I'll be doing them to again be able this to do year. Do the
1: nights without having to do yeah. this show. It's just a summer off, right. and that's what we do. And oh, and the reason why we're hedging on next Tuesday and Wednesday is to finish out the the um, the month for our sponsors. Mm-hmm. But you and I aren't coming back.
0: It'll right. be best. This of. is it for for us, and it's been good to work with we'll you. Put again. the kid on it. Anything else on the fan? Oh yeah, down we got a lot. Okay.
1: Um, Let's see. Congratulations. We got a lot of a Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thanks everybody. Nice. I've enjoyed listening. Contributing former LBCC coach Everett Hartman. Thank you, thank you, thank coach. You, coach, yeah. love that. Uh, did Scott Lynn do a sports theme? Yeah, he did. It was called Sports Line. And it was Scott, and before that, it was Kevin... Kevin, um, oh my gosh, Kevin Kevin Young. Kevin Young. (laughs) Yeah, great The show itself lasted for years, but not with the same person. No, and it wasn't 20 either. No, I don't think it was in total. Um, Have you discussed the idea that the league winner would get to host the Pac-12 tournament? No, not really. Do you have any insight on potential teams to the Pac-12
0: future? Two teams... Hey, that, you know, that, that's, that's a good question. A right lot of there. things
1: are going to happen while we're away.
0: That's true. When we reconvene in the summer, who we will have say a this. new league. Well, let's close. I'll close with Dave Hickey, the director of athletics at the university of Arizona. After the 13 to 12 game came walking into the booth. I was sitting in, I've known Dave for a long time. Our paths crossed years ago down the road. I like Dave. I respect him. He's a good man and a hardworking person in the business. He came in to say, well, we got you back. You beat us with two walk-offs. We finally got you with one. That's what, you know, it was a, a, yeah. it was a, an okay, upbeat conversation, and I needed it in those moments. When a game like that ends, I'm just sitting around in the booth, morose. What do I do now? I don't know. But then Dave Hickey <laughs> walks in, and, you know, professionalism kicks in, and you just kind of, hey, Dave, good to see you. I said, Dave, what do you think of our future as a conference together? Yeah. And I was still in the midst of a two-minute break. So in two minutes, yeah, he made me feel. He said, "We're all together. We're going to survive." He said, "I get." He said, "I read all the time." Here's what Dave told me: I read all the time about we, I that Arizona has reached out and talked to the Big Four. Uh-huh. He said that's a bunch of. He okay. Uh, I'll leave alone. He said they have people that they're paying out there, propagandists for the conference yeah. to stir things up. Brett they McCurphy. pay them to do it. Wow. So he just said, "I." He said until it happens I until we get the media rights deal and all of that I we'll have to I'll still have to say we wait and see but I like where we're at we I don't he says I don't want to go to the Big 12 I don't have that a, that's and great that news. made me feel better that's in those news. 2 minutes
1: That's great news yeah. because there is to have a guy say I know what's being right. written and said and it's not and true and it's not true So it can't be true for right. the a other lot of
0: it can't be true either
1: schools and all that right. I that's why I say unless Tanzano or Wilner writes about it. I don't believe it.
0: But having that kind of one-on-one conversation ever so briefly with Dave Hickey following yeah, a 13 yeah. to 12 loss to his Arizona Wildcats, I felt better about everything heading into the summer. We do have a lot more yeah.
1: texts. We'll look through them and answer the text back. Um but thank you for all the congratulations. And yeah. one fan says, "A longtime fan. It's okay to say 21 years."
0: <laughs> 21 way. years together, John. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Again, I look forward to the shows. Uh, yeah, you know they. There are a lot of times some heavy lifting and a lot of work goes into producing the shows every day. But yep. the conversations that we've been able to have and I with say this, broadcasters, through your, coaches,
1: guests. Through your connections, uh, we have the best Rolodex in all of sports <laughs> talk radio in the state. We get the heaviest hitters, and it's not because of me. Well. One or two, but you get all these heavy hitters, and we have unbelievable Yes, for a thousand watt station in a small market, we do way more than well, one should expect. Well, and I also want to say, a couple of people has yeah. asked me, "Why are you still here?" Hey, I I vouched long ago. I just want to live here. It's a great. I don't isn't care it about mm-hmm. getting the the brass ring. So I love staying here. And you're here for the reason of the beavers. So the, the it, it, people can take advantage of the
0: fact that we're in a small market because well, we want to be. It's a wonderful place to to live and to to. To have our lives together, John, this whole Mid-Valley, Corvallis, Albany community, you've been great to us. We thank you for listening. We thank you for the support, for the support of our sponsors who have helped us to to get through another year. And we look forward to uh, seeing you again in August for an exciting football season. Thanks to TJ. Thanks to everybody for joining us throughout the And we'll have year. Knights Baseball and Beaver Baseball next and week. And we'll talk to you in the regional next week and somewhere. So long, K-E-J-O, everybody.
12: JO Corvallis. And translator, k 2 i Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.